Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. I know we're all excited because it's Friday. Aren't we? I feel excited that it's Friday. Well, also Friday means that it's Freedom Family Friday. And the lovely Stephanie Peterson is joining us in studio. What's Hello. up, Steffi? I feel like I haven't been here in forever. Nice to see you here. It's been like two weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you were. we had uh, Thanksgiving last week. We did. I'm so having withdrawals from being on the show. Yeah, from yes. From not being on the show, I mean. Are we all glad that <laughs> Stephanie is here? Yes, I think so. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. I like that. I know. You're excited. So we were watching this video last night with uh, Pearly Davis. Pearly things. I love her. Now, here's the funny thing. She's the so, sister sh- that I wish I had. From another mister? Yes. Sister from another mister? <laughs> the other sister that I wish I had in my life. So who is this Pearly things character anyway? Like, uh, she gets a lot of hate on the internet. Who is Pearly things? I mean, she used to be a marketing executive, mm-hmm. I think. And she's marketing a, type. She's yeah. a women's volleyball player in the UK right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what her rise to fame was, but mm-hmm. somehow, somewhere, I don't even think she expected this, but she just started talking about relationships mm-hmm. and it caught on. And now she's just huge on the internet. And she just loves to give her opinions about relationships, men, women. And uh, she has no shame in sharing how she feels. Well, we uh, we love watching pearly things together just because I just like seeing Stephanie agreeing with some of the wild things that Pearl says. I know. But we're not going to really watch her reaction so much to these videos of Donald Trump. But she did this video yesterday about why... Um, she thought that Melania Trump was the perfect wife. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, well, this is interesting because of the relationship d- dynamics between Stephanie and myself. I want to have Stephanie and I react to some of these old interviews with Melania Trump, some of the newer mm-hmm. ones, you know, how she handles negative press. I deal- didn't know anything about Melania Trump before last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know her accent is very thick, so I didn't even know that she speaks that much in public. She speaks like seven different languages. That's amazing. Yes. She's way smarter than I am. So right right there, she's a better wife than I am. I, I only speak one and a half languages. I, I speak French. I spoke it throughout my, my whole schooling up until college, and I speak English. And a little bit of Japanese. There we go. So, <laughs> so I guess... 1.75 languages. <laughs> so we're going to hear from uh, Stephanie on her take on uh, how to be the perfect wife today. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we've also got um, we've also got uh, Cliff Maloney is going to be joining us today. He's cool. I like him. We're going to hear from Cliff Maloney. He's got a new project for Liberty that he's launching, and he's going to give us the update today from where he's at. And so he's on the road today. So. <laughs> can be curious he was posting out online you know that something is brewing so i'm definitely interested to hear what this is yep we're going to hear from cliff maloney this morning at 7 30 so about 25 minutes from now mm-hmm. and then at eight o'clock this morning we're going to react to george santos who i'm just so entertained by mm-hmm. he is from what i understand i think he's the only openly gay republican member of congress wow and he's supposed to get kicked out today or he something is. they're trying to eject him expelled yep. expelled him but he is not going down without a fight 
Mm-mm. He is trying to take everybody that he can with him, which I honestly think is highly entertaining. And uh, I don't know. I don't care that he lied about spending campaign money on OnlyFans because you're allowed to spend campaign money on a salary anyway. And he's just about to find lies he told. Oh, he told so many I lies. A screenshot of all the lies. But what I think I, I yeah. think the reason why it doesn't bother me is because his lies are so ridiculous that he's sort of and all of the lies that the other people tell are supposed to be like, you know what do you call respectable lies? Like they're all liars. It's just that his lies, respectable lie, a white lie. Well, Here's the thing. George Santos's lies are like, uh, he was a drag queen in Brazil for a little while. And so that's the only thing I think of when I think of him, his lie was that he spoke at like a Jewish uh, organization, but he was not Jewish because, but he says he's Jew. Jew Jewish. He feels Jewish. (laughs) Didn't, Didn't like, Christina Aguilera, but some other celebrity come out saying like she feels Jewish too. Right, in the right. Past year. Well, we kind of were joking about is. that. We were joking yeah. about that with Javier Malay because uh-huh. Javier Malay is not Jewish, right? But people were joking, and well, he's like he's Jewish, right? But he's not a Jew. <laughs> the only Jewish person. Javier here. Malay, not a Jew, but guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew, <laughs> <laughs> OJ Simpson. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. <laughs> that was in the Adam Sandler song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, very good. So, we're going to have a fun show today. It's going to be a great one. Make sure you click like and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back here. What's the show schedule, Stephanie? Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. So you can tune in here. We're we're on Rumble. We're on YouTube, Facebook. Facebook uh, you can also listen to us where all podcasts can be downloaded. Yeah, you can anywhere. download the audio podcast anywhere that you like. All right. So right. George Santos and then Angry Tater Tot Lady. Oh, this okay. was great. I really enjoyed her. <laughs> Some people were very upset. Were angry at angry tater tot lady though. Her name is really applesauce and ADHD. Okay. So I have all my answers right there now. <laughs> I know why she did what she did in her video now. Okay, so we're gonna yes. talk. To, we're gonna talk about the internet uh, being taken by storm by angry tater tot uh, mom. That's yes. what they're calling her. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll play that clip. And since it's Freedom Family Friday, that means that we goof off, we have fun, we do whatever we want. But if you think there's a story that you think that we're missing, you can send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, the text line is always open, night or day, at 573-319-1586. If you need to get into... We're always responding to people on there. And then people like call us while we're like out and about at Sam's Club. Yeah. And you answer their calls, talk yes. to them about our shop. Yeah. And make special custom orders for them. Yeah. So yeah, we're very nice to our customers. We are. So we absolutely. We try and we we do the best we can with uh, absolutely everyone. And, you know, if something's wrong, we're going to make it right. So we do. Yeah, so you can text the show again. 573-319-1586. All right. Are we ready to re- to uh, react to Melania Trump videos? Yeah. Okay. Let's so this video, this first video is Melania Trump um, responding to uh, allegations at the time that Donald Trump had been having an affair. Here's how she handled this uh, interview with Anderson Cooper. Take a listen. So a number of women have come forward with made allegations against your husband. It's going to get louder here. Go back more than 30 years. He has said they're lying. Do you believe him? I believe my husband. I believe my husband. This was all organized from the opposition. And um, with the details that they go, did they ever, did they ever check? the background of these women. Uh, they don't have 
any facts. And um, even the story that came out in People magazine, the writer that she said that my husband took her to the room and started kissing her, she wrote in the same story about me that she saw me on Fifth Avenue and I said to her, Natasha, how can I, we don't see you anymore? I was never friend with her. I would not recognize her. How many women are sent a hey girly DM from some random chick with screenshots or whatever of their boyfriends or husbands cheating? And how many women just say, you know what? I believe my husband. I it's probably not all of them. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really does take a good woman to know how to react to allegations like that. I mean, we've talked about it. You being in the spotlight, people are going to come out with all sorts of rumors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you just have to remain composed. You have to remain a united unit. So, I mean, she obviously handled this beautifully, handle yes. it, handle it well. Right. But yes. like, here's the thing. She didn't say anything unkind about her husband. Right. No. He, he, and, he, you know, even though he did cheat on her. So he really did. Yeah. She was kind of like denying that he did, though. Wasn't well, she? She, she, she was, was saying, like, I believe saying, my husband. I believe my husband. Right? But what did he still, say? Did he admit to she it? She was still sticking. She was still sticking by him. So I believe yeah. this one was the Stormy Daniels allegations. At this point in time, it hadn't necessarily, I think, been confirmed yeah. like this from the video that we just watched. But uh, but later on, it was. And then she responded to those allegations again later. So we are going to get to that. Oh, OK. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, even if you don't believe your husband, never throw him under the bus. What do you mean? Why not? Because people don't understand when you're a public figure, there is so much at stake. I mean, people have all their eyes on you. They're constantly judging you. It was just like in that Jordan Lee Peterson interview mm -hmm. with you and I, he was trying to throw you under the bus every second he could. Yes. And it's like, I just remain positive about you. That you was, know? yes, that and was actually like, a perfect example. I did not fall for any of his comments about He was you. trying to make it appear like I was less of a man, like right. you were the pants in the relationship for whatever reason. And of course we yeah. know it's because he's a Christian pastor. So he mm -hmm. decided he didn't like us based on, you know, his religious values. Right. People, very, very Christian of him, of course. People in the media, especially, are going to try to bring you down. Mm -hmm. Mostly just for, like, viewers, you know, to to make a juicy story. They don't care about you. Well, they care about the story and just making it sound dramatic yeah, and exciting. Camelia on the on the chat says, of yeah. course he's cheated on her. She values her lifestyle. So Camelia seems to be implying that the reason why Melania is not doing it is because of money. <laughs> which I'm glad she brought up because we have some videos. Yeah, it's not exactly about the money, but sure, the lifestyle. I mean, she's still living in a very nice house. But the other thing is, I don't know if Quest, Curly thinks... Quest is, oh. Quest is calling her out, saying, isn't she a multi-millionaire anyway, Camelia? By herself, yes. Oh. She already was very successful, which she actually says in another video. Mm -hmm. um, but And here's another thing, too, which Pearly Things actually explained in another part of this video, is that when you marry a very high-value successful man, especially a billionaire, he's going to have a lot of women around him. Mm -hmm. That is just a fact. 
it is very rare for a billionaire to not have attention from women. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to get used to if you want to be that person's wife. Yeah. This next clip here is from Larry King. It, uh, it's from like, I think back in the, yeah, 2005. And this interview here is, um, uh, him asking Larry King is trying to trip up Melania asking, I think Trump, if he's a control freak, uh, watch how Melania okay. handles this hostile interview style from Larry. King, take a listen. Back with the Trumps, Donald and Melania. Okay, is he a control freak? I don't think he's a control freak. He's perfectionist. <laughs> no, that's, that's a slight difference. Does it he is, make demands? I don't think so. Maybe he makes demands in his business because he needs to. You know, he's kind of a general. He needs to, you know, have a people in line, but not at home. We are very equal in the relationship, and that's very important. You know, to marry a man like Donald is, uh, you, you, know, you need to know who you are, and you need to be very strong and smart, and, you know, he needs to know that he could rely on me sometimes, you know, and mm -hmm. we share a lot of stuff together. I don't think he's a control freak at all. Does he bring work home? Yes, sometimes, but he's working all the time. You know, Saturday, Sundays, he's playing golf. He's working all the time. Does it bother he's, you? No, it's his passion. He loves it. It doesn't bother me. I don't want to change him. I, I don't want, you know, to say, come home and, you know, be with me. I don't want to change him. I want to give him a space. And I think that's very important in the relationship. Two, three things. Is playing golf working? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for him it is. Business. Yeah, business it stuff. is. Most of the yeah. deals, the business deals that are done in this country are done on the golf course. Right. I got to say. So, I mean, what an amazing response. I feel like that was like, that was a killer response. She uses the best words. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, it's like, you're not a billionaire, but you are a business person. And it's like, yes, you are always working. You are always on your phone. When we are at dinners, you are always on your phone, you yeah. know, checking your emails, doing, doing business, business deals. deals. Yes. And it's just, it's the nature of the the career and path you never you never say anything about it you never yeah. complain yeah. you never tell me what to do you're you're never you're not like that but like in our relationship i'm also like i'm not like making demands of you right like yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm never like bossy no. with you right, uh, right. you know I, and like i don't i think i'm probably hardly ever even short with you for the mm -hmm. like for the most part right. our relationship feels pretty 50 50 right mm -hmm. but it, but i don't even like to think of relationships as 50 50 because it never is it's it's sometimes one person does more sometimes the other person does more right and remember i admitted in in another show recently that you are leading the family more so now mm -hmm. and i'm allowing you to do that in certain ways. Um, but yeah, I take more of the homemaker type of role. So it's like, I do more of the cooking, more of the cleaning, but it's like, I like to do that stuff. You're not, you're not ordering me around and being like, make me a sandwich lady. Mm -hmm. I, instead, I'm always saying, is there anything you need? Would you like me to get you some water? Seriously? I'm not joking. Like you need to 
go to your husband while he is working and say, is there anything I can do for you? Well, and you have to remember like, like this, what we're talking about here is, you know, how to find a good wife, like how yes. to, like what to look for in a relationship to find a woman like Melania right. or a wife like Stephanie. Like, obviously you're talking about a needle in the haystack to some extent, but <laughs> you know, I'm again, I'm not a billionaire. And so therefore it's, you know, it's gotta be within the reach of the middle-class guys like myself that are out there. I think fortunately you almost have to test these women beforehand. Yes. High value men you do. need to give these women a test, not just that bird test mm -hmm. where they're like, Oh, look out the window. It's a bird. But like, you need to take that woman to dinner, see what she orders on the menu, see what she does with your money, take her to a, a store, go shopping with her, mm -hmm. see, see how she reacts. Yep, see if she starts pointing out the designer bags and clothes yes. and asks you to get them for her. So you can tell very easily what kind of personality this woman has. And also, I think another good test, take this woman around other beautiful women. Before we got together. See if she's insecure. Yes. Before we got together. I mean, I was just a friend at the time, but I was hanging out with your relations. You know, so women that you were in relationships with and you saw how I handled that. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, even till this day, there's a lot of beautiful women that surround you. And so seeing how I act in those types of environments, that tells a lot. You do not want a jealous woman when you're a high value man. It's true. And like Stephanie, yeah. she never, she never is looking over my shoulder at no. my phone. No. She, the only time she's looking over my shoulder at my computer is when I'm looking at like pizza delivery. <laughs> So these pizza pies and I was like, oh, pizza. <laughs> it's because I react to food, not women. Right. So if I'm if I'm looking at food, then she's really interested in what yes. I'm doing. But if I'm, yeah. if it's if it's like sometimes there are like beautiful women that I'm communicating with, for example, trying to book them on this show. Absolutely. And so she probably sees that, you know, mm -hmm. that that like I'm DMing women right, right for right. bookings and stuff and, but any like average woman mm -hmm. is going to see that mm -hmm. and be like let me see your phone who are you talking to all that kind of right. stuff but like stephanie knows she can trust me and mm -hmm. she, and and we had these conversations too mm -hmm. before we were married like Absolutely. when i when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend i yeah. was telling you about this you know and that this is kind of like as a producer, as a politician, as, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who is in the media, mm -hmm. like this, this is not going to be kind of like a, your average type of a situation right. with, it's with not, a man. It's not going to be easy to stay away from women in mm -hmm. your profession. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So the temptations are going to be there when, especially when you're a rich man. Yes. Uh, Stephanie or, um, uh, Camelia sent me an apropos tweet. Let's, what does that mean? Uh, it's, uh, it means, uh, relevant. Oh, okay. Uh, Rolo Tomasi from him. Um, you cannot negotiate genuine desire. A woman drew up this list of rewards to encourage her husband to do household chores for her. Oh. So it's a list of sexual rewards that she Thank would give you. him in regards to what uh, he needs to do in order to, uh, to get, you know, nookie from her, which is sad. That's, that's sad. 
that's probably going to motivate a guy to a certain extent, but a guy is not just motivated by sex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot no. of other things yeah. he's motivated yeah, no, by. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's why, again, women are putting their boobies out there on Instagram because they think all men want is sex. I think like it, sex is probably in the top three things mm-hmm. that men want, but it's not always... I think when you're younger, it's probably number one. Mm-hmm. But once you hit middle age, I, have, I certainly have desires that are stronger than sex, mm-hmm. right? And, and and honestly, like the the security that I feel in our relationship, and the uh, the level of comfort and and uh, just respect, I think at some level, uh, it, men should probably value respect from their women more mm-hmm. than sex. Sex is a part of that, right? Like to to make yourself sexually available to your husband without there being strings attached mm-hmm. is a part of respect. Absolutely, but it comes it, it like respect is more than just sexual. There's, there's, there's a lot more aspects. They to have it. to have your back. And we had a lot of conversations about this before, mm-hmm. you know, we were serious together mm-hmm. that like, I have to have your back. Right. Yes. Or else things are not going to go well. Do you remember that that was the number one thing? That I said, like when we very first, the very first thing when we started dating, Mm -hmm. I said that I said that there is one thing that there is that is more important to me than anything. And really, if you boil it down to one word, it's just loyalty. Mm -hmm. It's, It's loyalty. Yeah. And, and that loyalty is so important because especially because at that point I had run a couple of campaigns and women are always, women are dangerous Very. to men. Very. And, and so therefore, uh, you know, being in a relationship before we get married, it's, it should be expected that if you're going to be married, that you should be loyal. Mm-hmm. But obviously when you're a boyfriend and girlfriend, it's a little bit less secure, mm-hmm. but I will say that when it comes to, um, when it comes to getting my back, I mean, like we're talking about what Melania is doing in these interviews, right? These are the conversations that we're having right now. Um, we've got, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's like, we haven't had those level of interviews come, or review rumors come at us. We mm-hmm. haven't had those types of rumors, we come at us, some. but we have had some rumors. And honestly, what I do is I just ignore them. You know, that's how I approach them. Yeah. I, just, I don't comment. Yeah. Because you that, you know, gives the, the fire more flames. Right. You know, and you with, don't want to do that. Right. And without going into too many details, you know, women from my past have approached you. Right. Yes. And try yes. and say, Austin's a scumbag. Austin's a degenerate. Right. Austin's filthy. They try to throw you under the bus. And right. They try to Break make us our apart. relationship have challenges. Right. Split us up. Absolutely. Right? Because that's what they want to do. Yes. People hate happy people. Oh, yeah. And they and hate s- successful people and they want to tear you you down as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Matt Unruh texted in at 573-319-1586. That's the text line. He says, completely agree with all of this marriage advice. That's how Robin and I have been so good together for the past nine years. Hell yeah. Oh, you and Robin are oh, so Oh, Robin cute. is awesome though. She's such a great wife. You are like one of my favorite couples in the whole world. Me seriously. too. Just Me too. meeting you all for the time that we had together. I mean, you all are wonderful together. We need to start like a libertarian couples group. Absolutely. Do like a, a liberty. A couples retreat. A Liberty Couples Retreat. I bet that would be fun. That would be so cute. Yes. Uh, gun cleaning, gun safety. Talk about how to have your husband's back. Yes. A loyalty. Um, talk I, about rumors and interviews. How to deal with uh, negative press and negative media right. and things like that. Attacks and then how to bake apple pies. Yes. Or be a tater top mom. That's right. Stuff like that. So. It's like Melania does all the cooking and all that stuff. I doubt not, that. She probably has a maid for that. But again, that's the thing. When you're a billionaire, it's like, 
you don't exactly have to do all the chores yes. of the house. Yeah. Corey and Callie says that I got an awesome wife. Sex is fun and important. Mm-hmm. Women who hold it ransom have only sex as their value and should not be a wife. She belonged to the streets. Well, I think, okay, here's the thing. I just, I just thought of this comparison. You need to treat your relationship in public as you would treat your relationship issues with your child. Hmm. You do not discuss your relationship issues in front of a child. Yep. You have to keep those behind closed doors. Just like if you're in the public eye, you keep any issues you have behind closed doors. You do not show those. Yeah. Stephanie, we, um, we've got Cliff Maloney who's waiting for us. Okay. He's got a new project for Liberty. I'm super excited about yes. to share with our audience. We'll be right back with Cliff Maloney to talk about his new fight for Liberty when, on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. How's everybody feeling today? In a good mood? It's Friday, baby. Yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. We're looking forward to it. We're glad to have you here. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. Come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time on the Wake Up America Show. Fridays are a very special day. My smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, joins us in studio. What's up, Stephanie? Hello. I was just reading about Pearly Davis. Pearly Davis. I was reading her biography. She's Catholic. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Her parents are engineers. Hmm, I just love learning random facts about people. Yeah, we've been playing some pearly things clips this morning where she was talking about Melania Trump and Donald Trump. And she apparently she's a big Melania Trump fan. Oh, yeah. And and, she uh, loves feminine women who are respectable and respectful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we've got uh, a lot more great clips related to that story. But before we get there, uh, we've got a buddy who's going to be joining us here on the line. And he's got a brand new project for Liberty. Most of you all know one of the most preeminent freedom fighters in the world. Yeah. Your former Ron Paul, Rand Paul staffer. You don't get more legit than that. This Cliff Maloney. He's joining us live right now on camera. Good morning, Cliff. How are you, sir? I'm great. How y'all doing today? We're doing great. good. It's uh, Freedom Family Friday. So Stephanie's here with us too. Hi. Awesome. Hey, Stephanie. How are you? Good. You definitely have my curiosity. I know you were posting online about this news and I'm like, what is this news? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have prepped you for the other topic that we've been discussing this morning, posting clips of like Melania Trump and like how to be like the, fir- the perfect political wife, <laughs> which I'm sure Grace probably could like weigh in on that one and have some strong opinions as well. We all understand. But, yep. but we won't get into the details for that. We didn't prep you for that. You have a really exciting new initiative, Cliff, you'd like to share with our audience. Yeah, sure. We just launched something called the Pennsylvania Chase. Uh, and what it is, it's an effort to knock on 500,000 doors in the state of Pennsylvania uh, to chase ballots in the general election. Um, and what we're hoping to do is right now, Republicans in the state of Pennsylvania, and by the way, before your listeners flip out, let me explain uh, who we're going to be helping. I'm going to give you the top lines, but I got to have a chance to get in the weeds because I think a lot of people are jumping to think, oh, when did Cliff Maloney start working for the Republican Party? So hold on. I'll explain why it benefits both us uh, as liberty folks. And then, yes, it will help the party in general. And if people have a problem with that, that's fine. But what we're trying to do is statewide, Republicans get 20% of mail in ballots. So if you total all the mail in ballots since they changed the rules in Pennsylvania for the 2020 election, you total all the ballots each year, 
it's roughly 20%. And so you cannot win. <laughs> Statistically, it is almost impossible to win uh, with that type of ratio. So one out of every five people, when they open it up, it's a Republican ballot. The other four are Democrat. So all we're trying to do is bump that from 20 to 33%. Now, you might say 33% is still rough. That would be a, a, a huge gain. And Austin, I have to tell your audience the reason why I'm doing this. We have tons of Liberty Republicans who we battle for in the primaries. And then they get to the general when the party is supposed to help them. And the party is an epic failure. They raise all this money. They don't do anything with it. And so the 500,000 doors I'm going to be knocking on and chasing ballots, they're not in random areas. They're all going to be within specific districts that we have Liberty Republicans running. And so it will directly help them. But at the same time, obviously, up and down the ballot, there will be other Republicans. So the way that we market this and the way that we're kind of presenting it as the, as the Pennsylvania chase is because I am trying to get enough support across the board. And so if people are excited about us chasing Republican ballots because the party's failing to, I want them to get involved. So if I'm uh, I'm just guessing here, if I'm guessing correctly, you're working in Pennsylvania because obviously it's a key state. It's one of those ones that we uh, I think we lost pretty narrowly with the Senator Oz versus uh, Senator Fetterman race. Right. For example, I was wondering why Pennsylvania. Is there a certain reason? Yeah. Why Pennsylvania? Is that the reason just because it's such a swing state or. Yeah, so since uh, the 2020 election, post 2020 election, I've really been focused on three states, uh, now a fourth. And those three states have been Pennsylvania, Idaho, New Hampshire, and now North Dakota. And so we have these great deep benches in those states of Ron Paul type Republicans. And so it is more of just a, hey, we've got a mission and we've got a plan. And in Pennsylvania, there's a, a huge problem. Right. So I don't like to be reactionary. I like to be intentional. I like to have a plan, execute the plan, fund it, and then figure out, hey, what do we need to fix? Well, this is part of that. What do we need to fix? Right. Is is the Republican Party continues to raise money. They keep saying that they're going to be doing some sort of ballot chase. And then they just don't show up. And the reality is it's because the party doesn't inspire people. The party doesn't know how to organize. They don't know how to get people to actually do the work that nobody wants to do. Right. By the way, the Democrats aren't amazing at this. They just do it, right? It's dirty. It's grimy. It's a pain. You have people that walk out on you. I mean, you're, you're going door to door. People are slamming doors. It's Man. a horrible gig. But the reality is they at least put forth the effort, and that's why you see 80% of mail-in ballots for somebody like John Fetterman. I mean, how does Oz, you know, come back? And you're right. He narrowly lost. So that's why getting that from 20 to 33, uh, I think will help statewide. But more importantly, this is self-defense. My Liberty guys, my Liberty girls that are running for state house and state Senate. Guess what? They, they have an inept party that is failing them in the general. And we have to step up to get them in office. If you're a Liberty candidate or thinking about running for office, you're listening to Cliff Maloney. He is the man with the plan to help Liberty candidates win. And he has helped Liberty candidates win. He's joining us live right now on the Wake Up America show. Good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. I'm joined in studio by my smoking hot redheaded libertarian hey, wife, Stephanie Peterson for Liberty. For yeah, him. go ahead. So in terms of these liber Liberty candidates, how do you vet them? Is there a vetting process, an interview process, questions you ask? How do 
we know that these good are question. really good Liberty people? Mm-hmm. Man, you're getting into my favorite stuff. I usually can't get in the weeds. It's a great question. Yeah. So if you go to team cap, T E A M C A P team cap.org, that will show you specifically what we do to vet candidates. There is a pledge there that they have to take. And then more importantly, what you're uh, asking me about, Steffi, is they have to fill out a full survey. And how it works with us is we look for two things. We look for them to be principled, but they've also Mm got to be viable. Mm -hmm. And when you look at these surveys, we interview these folks, and here's the rule or here's the agreement we have with potential candidates. Everything that they put on their survey is private until they stab us in the back. So if they put yes. something down, right. And, uh-huh. and that's regardless of whether we endorse them or not. Right. We now have this information they've signed on the record. It's six to seven pages. I mean, it is an in-depth look at what they believe, what mm-hmm. are their principles. And then what we do is we just hold on to that. And, and they know it can be you know, disclosed we, at any time. At any time. And mm-hmm. that way it's like, listen, we'll keep it private. But if you said, you know, that you would never vote for a tax increase, Yo, buddy, what is this? Uh-huh. Um, and then we go to war and we light these people up. We have there. We've seen some of this happen, haven't we? We've seen some people stab you in the back on these uh, these kinds of things. It does happen, right, Cliff? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's uh, one of the, the things that bothers me with a lot of these different uh, groups or organizations in the political space. You know, you have to you have to punch your own in the face sometimes. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are, are too afraid to to do it or admit it. But um, there's but nothing you can't more be, But you can't do it like me, maybe a little too much. I need to back off a little bit sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, like no jujitsu, please. I yes. I can't I can't have you <laughs> stepping up and uh, uh, you know I, when I say it, I mean it uh, figuratively to yes. be clear. Um, <laughs> but I do. I think I think that's a big part of it. Is you have to hold folks accountable. Uh, we do something uh, in all four of our states called political pain and political praise. And so this is year round. It is not just hey election season. Um, and what we're doing, I mean, we've got billboards, we're texting, we're calling, we're knocking on doors, we're running TV and radio ads to thank our champions because a lot of times they're on an island by themselves, but also just as fun. You know, that was the the political uh, pleasure or political praise. The political pain is obviously what causes even more fun in my life, uh, which I don't know what that says about me, but I love putting billboards outside of uh, a, a state rep's church. Uh, they call him out for being a scumbag. And people think I'm a bad person for doing that. It's like, hold on a second. This guy sold out the people of Pennsylvania. So I'm just telling the truth. I'm sorry that all of his churchgoers are now asking him questions every Sunday. Why don't you vote right next time, Jack? That is good. Very sly. This is why we like Cliff Maloney around here. Yes. You mean business. Hey, Cliff, uh, David Lee over in the chat was asking you for that website again real quick. Yeah, sure. So specific to Pennsylvania, when it comes to our endorsement process, team, T-E-A-M, cap, C-A-P, that's the Citizens Alliance of Pennsylvania, dot org. So teamcap.org. If people want to see specifically uh, the Pennsylvania chase, that's at cliffmaloney.com slash chase. And anybody looking to get a hold of me, uh, cliff at cliffmaloney.com or just go to cliffmaloney.com. Happy to chat with anybody if they believe in the principles of liberty and want to actually execute a real winnable plan. Uh, so Scott, he's been launching a whole bunch of new projects as well, because you mm-hmm. saw that I start, I've been writing for his new website, Amped America as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple of new pieces that came mm-hmm. out this last month. So you get a, a bi-weekly, bi-weekly column from me 
over at Amped America. It's it's Amped America, isn't it? That's the website for the for the blog. Uh, just just ampamerica.com. Ampedamerica.com. So if you guys want to read my pretty, columns. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty penny to get that URL, but we did get it. A-M-P America, <laughs> ampamerica.com. Yeah, somebody's trying to extort me out of two grand to get AP for liberty.com. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> no, I have that a was question. Me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> now, for the people who want to be one of those people knocking those 500,000 doors, how do you get involved with this? I mean, how many door knockers are needed to knock 500,000 doors? <laughs> yeah, question. That is a great question. So, you know, typically for a project like this, we're going to have to end up hiring about 200 to 400 folks, depending on, um, it really depends on the universe of targeting, right? So if we can knock 60 doors in a day, it's very different than if we can knock 125. And the reason the answer is a little bit, um, unknown is because we don't know who's going to request mail-in ballots, right? Those numbers that'll happen. And Pennsylvania resets every year under the new rules. So, Literally, it'll reset at zero in January. Some people are able to keep it the whole time, but pretty much everybody resets. And then you'll figure out, you know, let's say 50 days from the election in November is when we'll start. So we've got about 10 months to see who's going to sign up for mail-in ballots. And then that is our universe. And then from there, we have to figure out how to target. But if folks want to go to cliffmaloney.com, you can get a hold of me right now. We've got an application out um, for folks that want to knock. We do have a pretty awesome team um, that are working in certain states right now doing some of the political pain and the political pleasure um, to help our champions right now. But we're obviously going to have to level up to be able to pull off something like this. Um, it is paid. A lot of people ask me all the time, you know, okay. Oh, it's awesome. You do all this with wondering. volunteers. I'm like, I'm like, no, uh, it's quite the opposite. We love volunteers. Don't get me wrong, but we want to run a professional operation. We want normal folks. We don't want meth heads off of Craigslist. Um, we want to actually talk to people. And the, the one other thing I'll say about it, we try to really work with only folks that are ideologically aligned. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I mean by that, I'm not saying that we'd hire a lefty. I'm not entertaining that. What I'm saying is, you know, we're not trying to bring people in that are really political apathetic and looking for a job. Um, We want people that believe in the cause because that's what drives us to have some of the best door teams in America Mm -hmm. is they're motivated by the principles. And that's what keeps them going when people are, you know, telling them to get the hell off their lawn. Absolutely. Good to know. Uh, I like the the terms political pain and political pleasure, right? A little something for the sadists and for the masochists, (laughs) something for everybody. Hey, Cliff, this is great stuff. And I mean, I'm just shocked at how much you're doing right now, because I got an email the other day that you've got like a new newsletter for the Cliff Maloney show as well. Such a go-getter. He is a huge go-getter and he's he's one of us, which Mm. it's nice to see because there's like what there's uh, there is no other Cliff Maloney. There is no equivalent of of Liberty people. People who are out there who are doing the boots on the ground, the sweat and the blood and the yeah. tears work that needs to be done. There's too many people um, doing libertarian podcast talk shows, sitting on their fat right. asses, right. Uh, wearing <laughs> 80s t-shirts and uh, and trying to get rich. Cliff, we appreciate you very much. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we let you go? No, just head on over to cliffmaloney.com. Um, really, really appreciate everything you and Steffi do. And uh, let's keep making Liberty win. Appreciate y'all. Take care. Thank you. Keep making Liberty win. Thanks, Cliff. We appreciate you very much, man. Have a good one and safe travels. Bye-bye. See y'all.
That's Cliff Maloney. What do you guys think of Cliff? Give him a round of applause. He knows how to get people elected. And that's what's really important here. Talk about making a difference. I mean, he knows how to make a difference in yeah. this world. And it, it is that, you know, boots on the ground campaigning, fundraising, door knocking, getting out the vote. That's what's yeah. going to help people win. You know, it really matters. Oh, yeah. It's Luckily, be- I got a little taste of it when I volunteered for your campaign. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any door knocking, but I did a lot of phone banking. Yeah. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that the the only thing that we were really missing, we had all the machinery, we had all the, uh, the, the ideas. We just really, we didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. It's really, a, it's a big money game too. And that's, yeah. that's that is sad, but it's it's and important. Cliff is really good at fundraising too. Yes. I mean, he is just he's got a lot of strength. I, the, the hardest part of my campaign was the fact that I had to sit down for like five to six hours a day on the phones and just I ask, remember and just ask people for mm-hmm. money. And if any, mm-hmm. like when people are like, "Oh, Austin, you get on for office again?" Like the one thing that like keeps me from that is just being like. I just do, do not have, I just don't want to sit down on the phones for hours and hours a day and just be fundraising. I just had a thought. I wonder with AI, if politicians can now pretend Blown that it's their, their voice. voice and have them have conversations on the phone with people. Probably, right? But that's <laughs> That sad. would be really sneaky and it really probably, bad. Yeah, but it probably is going to happen at some point. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, if good morning, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Happy Friday. Everybody's in a good mood today. I think so. Stephanie, would you be my beautiful little Vanna White model oh, here and sure. uh, talk about our delicious coffee founding flavors that we offer at the shop? Do you like coffee? Mm. Are you drinking coffee right now? You probably are. But are you drinking founding flavors coffee? If you haven't heard of it yet, it is a founding fathers themed coffee brand. We sell it at apforlibertyshop.com. All of your favorite founding fathers have a coffee. We have Jeffersonian Java, Washington's Revolutionary Roast, Franklin's Electric Elixir, Thomas's Painkiller, Martha's Mint, which is a holiday flavor, so it's limited time only. And for those of you who don't like the caffeine but still like the taste, we have Betsy's Liberty Lullaby. And we're continuing to develop more and more. I probably forgot maybe one or two. Ooh, is there one or two? Adams? Did I say Adams Patriotic Perk? Patriotic Perk. Yep. I think I got them all at this point. But yes, so apforlibertyshop.com. And you can also get bundles where you get a discount if you buy more than one coffee box. Um, You can also get ground or you can get whole bean. So whatever you prefer. And you can also do subscriptions. So you can get it since you as often as every two weeks. Right? Every two, every two weeks, every yeah. month, two months, three months. Mm-hmm. And you get a discount on that as well. So yes. Discounts available. It is really yummy coffee. I mean, Austin's a coffee snob and he likes it. So this really speaks volumes. I wouldn't sell a coffee unless I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And I drink it every day. You you seriously do. And I make his coffee every day because I'm, I'm the best wife ever. And so <laughs> I always ask him, which founding flavors coffee flavor do you want today? And he always tells me. And usually he switches it up every day. Today. today you have Washington's Revolution. No, today is Jeffersonian, Jeffersonian Java. Java. So okay. it's the one yes. that I, the one that you're holding. It's so funny. He'll like put different bags next to the coffee maker, and I'll be like, "Is this the one you want?" Yes. It's like his want. little signal to they tell make great me. gifts, and you can get them at ap 4 libertyshopcom That's AP the number four, AP for libertyshopcom All right, are we ready to go back to the Melania Trump stuff? Oh, yeah, I was hoping to. I didn't know if we had to be done with that. No, we don't on. have to be done with that. Okay. We still got more Melania Trump clips. Um, this yes. next. Next 
last clip. Let's see this, the third one. Which one is this? This is related to, oh, how uh, Trump asked Melania uh-huh. to marry him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this is um, Larry King uh, from 2005 asking Donald Trump and Melania about their marriage and sort of like how Donald Trump did it. So 2005, take a look and a listen and we'll, re- we'll react. It was. Why? Well, you know, we just had a great time and we didn't worry about it and, you know, just live lives. And then one day, surprise. How did the proposal take place? Well, we were together. Give it to us. We were together five years. We literally have never had an argument or forget about the word fight. We never even had an argument. We just are very compatible. We get along. And I just said, you know what, it's time. And it wasn't a big deal. It was almost That's like the way it was you did obvious. It. You know what, it's time. No, I did. I did it a little better than that. I, you know, without going. <laughs> but it was time, and we just have a very good relationship. It was natural. It wasn't forced. And so many. So yeah, so he said that they were together for five years, they were happy, everything was fine, and then they just they realized that it was time. And it's but I think the key factor in this is that Melania didn't force him. Mm -mm. I mean, so many women they literally go ring shopping before their husband proposes to them, and they already have their ring picked out. Mm -hmm. They know generally when the proposal is going to happen. Like these women plan it out to the T. It is kind of creepy, and in our relationship. Like I was almost anti-marriage when we got together where I was like, I'm really avoiding marriage. I'm, you know, not really into it. I'm fine with a long-term partnership. So I was really not forcing you into anything. It was, it was more so your idea. You know, you're like, I think, I think I'm ready now. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I guess, I guess I believe in marriage. I got to figure this out. <laughs> well, the, um, it- so they were together five years. Mm-hmm. She wasn't forcing him, which kind of goes goes to show like the question that uh, Camille was asking about earlier about her being kind of like money grubbing. You would think sure. that they would be if she really was of a gold digger and was just desperate for the lifestyle that she would have forced because she's getting older. She's a model. Mm-hmm. Right. So she, there's probably a little bit of anxiety there that right. Her career is going to end. She needs to kind of get something wrapped up in order to ensure that she's going to be safe before she before she is you know, kind of too old to get a man mm-hmm. that if she wants to have children and things like that, she has to kind of, a lot of, of, of women might try and rush a man. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, Oh, five years is kind of a long time to court before you go on, especially for somebody like her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how old she was at the time. If she was like in her twenties or thirties mm-hmm. or what she was. And mm-hmm. I wonder too about her relationship history. Like, has she been engaged before? Has she been in relationships a lot before? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of men has she known? And were her parents married? You know, so that all has to do with, you know, how her mind set is, is what her past was all about. One of our gay friends, John, sent They're me a message. homosexual? Literally gay. Oh, okay. Says, uh, and he's from Missouri, says, okay. good good morning, love you too. We love, we love you too. We love you too, John. He says, uh, me and my partner are living proof you can be gay and loyal. Absolutely. Going on 16 years together. Yes. Have I a mean, beautiful weekend all. Nice. It's such a stigma about the gay community that they like cheat on each other and mm-hmm. they're always breaking up with each other. And it's like, yeah, thank you for saying that and showing that not every gay person cheats. There are some loyal gays. Absolutely. Yeah. My brother had a long-term relationship. It did. It did end, but I mean, it was yeah. like 16 years. Absolutely. So well, that's longer than a lot of marriages. Exactly.
Hey, mm-hmm. look at our heterosexual relationships. They're not very strong either. Yeah, it does happen. The next uh, clip that I have here is um, talking about raising their children. So uh, this morning on the Wake Up America show, we're, we're analyzing the relationship between Donald Trump and Melania Trump, talking about kind of why Melania is the perfect wife. And in this rela- this next clip, you'll hear Melania and Donald talking about their uh, plans to have children together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, these are kind of like green flags for how a wife should sound or talk if you're looking for a good one, of course. This is a little bit different dynamics, obviously, because of the power and the money. But let's let's take a listen to what they have to say. I'm sorry that the volume of the clips is a little bit low. Uh, you might have to turn it up your volume up just a little bit during this during these clips. But that's that's the audio on the clip. It's not there's nothing that I can do to make it louder. It's turned up as loud as it can be. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's great. Look, look, the way I look at it, there's nothing like a good marriage and there's nothing like having children. I have four great children. If you have the money. Having children is great. Now, I know Melania. I'm not going to be doing the diapers. I'm not going to be making the food. I may never even see the kids, frankly. Okay? No. She will be an unbelievable mother. I'll be a good father, but I'll be, you know, How do you know doing my deals. A, you know it. Oh, her? Yeah. She'll be an amazing mother. There's no, I have no doubt about that. She'll be an amazing mother. There is an entire wow. argument on Twitter this month, though, on Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if I completely agree with that. I mean, again, if a man is that successful and his job is to be a provider, like when I was growing up, my dad apparently said to my mom, like, I want to be the provider. I want that to be my sole role in the household. I want you to be the housewife. And so they kind of had that agreement where my mom did more of the child rearing. And so if you have a successful man like that and, you know, he's making billions and billions of dollars to support you and your kid, I don't know how much you can really complain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I would feel some resentment if you literally, you know, like rolled your eyes at me if I was like, can you please change this diaper mm-hmm. or help me feed the kid? No matter how successful you well, are, it's like you're still it. a human, you know? Yeah, I mean, I want to yeah. do it. And obviously, I'm not a billionaire like Donald right. Trump. Right. So it's not like I can completely, you know, just we can have a nanny and a maid and all these things to take. If you denied doing those types of, of roles with me, at least I would be like, OK, then, you know, hire me somebody to help me. Yeah. You know, if, if you're just like, I'm not doing it, you at least need to replace somebody I would still, to I, help me. Well, here's the thing. Like, I would still want to do it, right? right? Like, I feel like right. Trump kind of doesn't want to do it. Yeah, that's a little pompous in, in my opinion. Okay, well, there you go. So then you could say that yeah. that's, you know, bad, you know that uh, we can disagree with them on that a little right. bit. He's like, I've got better things to do. It's like, well, in he the whole scheme of life, you he, know, relationships are so important and children are so important. And hopefully when he looks back, you know, he won't regret too much. For sure. If you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, don't forget to click the like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, And we'd love it if we could earn your support today. Maybe drop a rumble rant and help to support the show. If you're a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show, you do get a 20% discount Mm -hmm. at APForLibertyShop.com. The only thing that that doesn't apply to Mm -hmm. is just the coffee, but that's because like our our coffee um, margin are really low on mm-hmm. the on the coffee, but you do get a 20% discount on all the other items that are in our shop. So please do uh, check out APForLibertyShop.com if you haven't. Mm-hmm. And remember that if you do want to... Um, if you do want to get that 20% discount at the shop and get entered into prize drawings, raffles that we do every month, then you can go to, um, you can become a monthly subscriber either here through Rumble mm-hmm. 
or you can become a monthly subscriber at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Mm -hmm. Just go to wakeupamericashow.com. You'll see like the support button up there. Um, but if you go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support, become a monthly subscriber, you get that 20% discount and we're getting ready to send out the Christmas cards. Yeah. So if you're a 1776 a month -er or higher, mm -hmm. then you are getting a holiday card. And I am, I'm handwriting all of your addresses myself. And some of you, I might be reaching out to if I'm not sure about your address, but mm -hmm. most of you, I have your address. Right. <laughs> I'm a stalker. So yeah, it'll be fun. We designed these cards ourselves. Yes. So uh, we're going to have, uh, yeah, so all of our 1776 and above supporters, or if you've donated, uh, you know, in a, in a major way this year or what have you, um, all of our supporters, like at a certain level are going to be getting our Christmas cards. So mm -hmm. keep an eye out for that. And we got a little coupon that comes with our, with a Christmas card, a little gift card yeah. that comes with it. So, yeah. so you're <laughs> so going to get a gift as you're well. getting a gift. <laughs> yeah. You're getting a little gift. Yeah. So we appreciate all of our supporters, our monthly subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, and of course the donors the people, everyone who has helped to make the wake up America show a success this year. And I think, I mean, in terms of like podcasting, this is a success. I mean, mm -hmm. um, we're not like getting rich necessarily right away. We're not Trump billionaires. You're not Trump billionaires, but I can see <laughs> like, you know, the growth path that we're on right now with the shop, like two, three years from now, we could really be in a, in a really good place. I mean, as long as things continue as they are right now. So yeah, I mean, I always have heard you have to give a business at least two years mm -hmm. to see if it grows because it takes a lot of time to actually grow. Right. And we don't always get featured on the front page of rumble.com, which, mm -hmm. you know, that obviously does hurt our advertising mm. dollars and things. Sure. So it is important. So if you see, like, for example, today, we didn't get featured onto the front page of rumble.com. Mm -hmm. We would really appreciate it if you would help us by making a, a contribution to the show today or buying from AP for Liberty Shop to kind of offset that. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, people do. Right? Right. Whatever we don't get they featured, do. a lot of people do step in and make mm -hmm. donations and help us to grow the show. We appreciate that. If you'd like to continue to see us in business and grow the show and build our little family, our freedom family, mm -hmm. then uh, please do make a contribution today. We appreciate that yeah. very much. Okay, so the next clip that I have from Donald and Melania is uh, Melania and his money. This is Melania and his money talking about, um, you know, this was the gold digger thing yeah. that Camelia brought up. So let's, um, let's take a look at this next clip here. I think this might be it. You I might, know, I might I'm be her talking about money with Trump. What is it like to okay. have everything economically? By that I mean, you go down Fifth Avenue, you look in a window, like something, you know, you can buy it. What's it like? You you can go down Fifth Avenue, see that you want something, and just buy it. What's that uh, like? You don't, you don't have any financial pressure. Yes, but you don't, you know, uh, I grew up, you always, you know, taking care of the money. You always, you're not like a, you know, big spender. And you're saying like, okay, I will buy it even if I don't like it for 100%. You know, you really need to love it that you buy it. Oh, so you're not a just shop to shop. I'm not just shop to shop. It's she just has never like, <laughs> taken advantage of that situation. Okay, as many women would have, frankly. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's not one that sees a, a beautiful something in a Fifth Avenue or Madison Avenue window and said, I'm going to get it or please get it. She, it's not her thing. You know, I made a lot of money myself. So it's like I know how it's to work and what money means. So it's not that I will say, okay, now I will have the latest bag. I, I want that bag. And then in a one month that bag will be in the closet inside that it's not even you know it's kind of funny if you have that bag it's like not in fashion i'm not into that you notice how okay <laughs> yeah well, we're kind of like them in a way only on like a 
you know, lower, lower scale. Yes, we're like Donald and Melania Trump, right. except we're not. Because like when you when you met me, like I'm not a rich woman, but mm-hmm. it's like I su- I can support myself. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know what it is like to be able to buy myself things, and I never expect you to buy me anything. Like you just said the other night when we were at Mexican food, you were like, "You're a cheap date." Yes, you were asking me if I wanted like appetizers or things to drink or whatever, and I was like, "No." I'm good with the quesadilla. And I am not a cheap date. Right. Uh, right. I, I get a drink. I have, you know, yeah. maybe a dessert or an appetizer or something You'd like that. You'd be a bad wife. I'd be a terrible <laughs> wife. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're a man and you're not going to be a wife. Yeah. But like, yes. here's the thing. I don't, I also like, I look for deals, right? Like mm-hmm. when I, when I like this shirt, I got this from TJ Maxx. Yeah. Your clothes, you get very cheap. Yeah. I, I always like yeah. am looking for ways to save money mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not like, you know, profligate with my spending, but when I make big purchases, it's either for my business mm-hmm. or it's an investment, mm-hmm. right? I, I when I'm spending big ticket dollars, it's it's it, or or I've negotiated something to get it for free. Mm-hmm. For yeah, example, we get a lot of free stuff. We get free stuff because I negotiate that, right? Uh-huh. And that's like that's what it is. Is that I go out and I do deals, like mm-hmm. you know, I trade for it. Actually, we have a new um, a new sponsor that's coming in here pretty soon. I'm pretty excited that the item's coming in today. I know we got this like huge shipment on our doorstep. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, so and today, he's like, oh, I didn't even realize the sponsor was sending this to me. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I went in, and so I like applied for this because you know you do influencer deals. So I applied for this item because I was like, I think this, I could sell this and I think that I could do a good job with this. So they're like, okay, well, which one of these units do you want? And there's like five to choose from. Mm -hmm. And I chose the most expensive one that they had. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, let's just try for this. And then I want this amount for, for plugging it or whatever. And uh, they sent me, they sent it. So it's coming today in the mail. So I'm pretty excited for it, but that's, but you've got to, you've got to like, Here's the thing. You need to read Donald Trump's book, Art of the Deal. Have you read it? Yes. Uh, it's good. It's good. Huh. He talks about how to make deals because huh? everybody wants to get rich. Oh, yeah. But very few people are willing to do what it takes to get rich. Yes. And it's because I think a lot of people feel intimidated. And also, we look down on the merchant class, mm-hmm. right? This is why like there's a lot of anti-Semitism, for example, out there is because like Jews typically are a part of the merchant class. Mm-hmm. We know how to make deals. You know how to make deals. Yeah. And Making deals is the only way to get rich. The simplest thing, and I saw an interview once, I think when he was talking about the book, The Art of the Deal, some guy would like caught him in a hallway and was like, you know, Donald Trump, how do you get rich? And he's like, you got to make deals. You got to make deals. It's the only way to get rich. <laughs> we, I, I was telling about this video that I watched the other day about how you'll never get rich if you're just trading time for money. Uh-huh. Yes, and, yes. And this is a conversation that we've been having because Stephanie and I, we want to get rich. Right. And, and so and so the thing is, is like the challenge, and I know that this is like part psychological, right, with you, obviously, because you want to do your therapy work. Yeah. But but like I think you recognize that the reality is is that when you're trading your time right. for money, yeah, you can never get rich. Right. Because in terms of the therapy world, it's like you have to see a client in order to make money. Unless you want to have some sort of a business model where you like teach classes that people have to pay for and like hundreds of people can pay for these classes at a time. So yeah, it's like, cause all of my sessions are like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour at a time. So it's like, I only have so many 30 minutes to an hours in my day. Right. And, and the, like compare it to an employee, for example, mm-hmm. if you make $15 an hour, you make $30 an hour. Mm-hmm. Even if you make like 50 to a hundred dollars an hour, you're still probably there's not, a there's a, there's a cap on how right. much money you are able to make. And there's also a cap on, you know, somebody would look at me really funny if I was charging like 
like a thousand dollars per hour for my services. So mm -hmm. it's like, there's also kind of a cap at the amount that I can really charge people that they're actually going to be willing to pay me at. Right. But it's still the, at the end of the day, and mm -hmm. this is because here's the thing, um, you know, at some point, Stephanie, mm -hmm. you are, you, you, we are hoping that you're going to take over the store. Right. And, yeah. and the reason why is because to, uh, to us, the, the understanding of course is that AP for Liberty shop.com is that, is that that is our pathway to potential riches. Right. right. If we, if we had, you know, 500 people as a monthly subscriber to our monthly coffee club and we had advertising dollars coming in, mm -hmm. right. And all this kind of stuff, we would be you know, I don't know. Everybody defines rich differently, mm -hmm. but you know, if you're making ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month, which we're not, but if we were, you would be living a very comfortable lifestyle, especially yeah. in mid-Missouri where we're at. We're not living in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, mm -hmm. or in New York City, or in California. For some people, that isn't necessarily rich. Mm -hmm. For it's mid-Missouri rich, right? Right. But the store, the business where we make deals and the wake up America show where we do deals like with brands and influence, mm -hmm. like influence peddling, quote unquote, <laughs> but right. on the bad way, in the good way, in the free market way. Yeah. This like the, is the show is the only thing that you really have to commit certain amount of time to. Correct. But everything else is very passive. Right. So, so for mm -hmm. example, uh, we had a friend, a couple of friends bought bags of coffee today mm -hmm. and those were passive because they were one at least was a subscriber to our coffee club. Yeah. And the idea is, is that to, we're trying to create these passive revenue streams uh -huh. in order to get rich, but it's all, every single time we make a sale, that's a deal, mm -hmm. right? Trump does it with like, million dollar, uh, real estate. Right. And we do it with, you know, a dollar per hauler, you know, keychains key <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. The hope is, is that one day, you know, we'll start to get to where we can start moving maybe larger products or, you know, making yeah, you know, things. Yeah. Little with, deals will become bigger deals. Exactly. That's, point. that's the hope. It reminds me a little bit of, do you ever see the movie Zoolander? Um, I just, I saw some clips. I don't know if I've watched it all the way through. So in the movie Zoolander, um, the bad guy Mugatu played by, um, Will Ferrell mm -hmm. is, uh, he's like a billionaire fashion industry guy. Mm, I don't, I picture him. But yeah. in, yes. But in, in the movie, the way that he got rich was he, he started out, he invented the piano tie. <laughs> and so, yeah, so he invented the piano tie and then from there he built his fashion empire, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So our hope is, is that, you know, maybe one day we'll be like coffee tycoons, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll be able to go to Hawaii and invest in like a, a farm or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking that if Javier Malay is successful in Argentina, I'd like to go to Argentina and maybe invest in a wine, a winery, mm -hmm. right? Something like that, mm -hmm. you know, but that would have to be, you know, if they can defeat the socialists and get across his anarcho-capitalist um, right. thing. So anyways, so how to get rich, you make deals. And the reason why we were having this conversation is because we were playing clips of Melania Trump, where she's talking about like, she is not a spendthrift. Yeah. You aren't going to spend me out of house and home. I guess what really matters is, is that you do not spend us out of house and home. We're looking, if you're looking for a good wife, get one who isn't going to spend all of your money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah, like I said before, you have to test her. It's almost like you have to purposely like tell her secrets or like get her upset to see how she reacts. Perhaps, uh, perhaps what they would call that is a shit test. So uh -huh. Turn those uh -huh. shit tests around. So because uh, women give that to men, mm -hmm. right? So yes. men need to turn it back on us women. Right. Really, we're the dangerous yes. ones yeah. most right. of the time. Right. Take them out shopping. See what they do. Right. Go like past yeah. some expensive stores. See if they're like, are they begging you to buy them things and all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. The funny and thing look is at their facial expression. 
if they're not smiling when you're telling them something, it probably means that they're their wheels are spinning in their head and they're, they're really reflecting and not liking something. It's the perfect wife. <laughs> well, what makes you a perfect wife? Okay. So when the stormy Daniels affair finally broke Stephanie uh -huh. and, and when it was, when it was out, she was confronted. Um, so she was confronted by, uh, uh, an interviewer and she was asked how to respond to Donald Trump's actual affair once it came out. Mm -hmm. Here's how she responded. Take a listen. Billionaires cheat. So there is a video of Melania talking about, I think it was like when Stormy Daniels came out on an interview. Let's pull it up. To your credit, with no preconditions, Correct. knowing that there could be some, some tough questions asked. And it has been a tough year for you personally. You're not the first first lady to have to deal with her husband's alleged infidelities. Has this put a strain on your marriage? It is not concern and focus of mine. I'm a mother and a first lady, and I have much more important things to think about and to do. Okay, imagine. <laughs> Guys, I, I want you to think of your girlfriends. So a girl comes up and says, I slept with your boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever it is. Would your wife say, you know what? My concern is being a wife and a mother. I have much more important things to do. That is the <laughs> I think publicly Melania is biting her tongue there, mm -hmm. but probably personally, it has to hurt. And even Pearly Things admits in other videos that it hurts when a guy cheats on you. Sure. You know, it's it's not like you're just like, great, this is fine. I mean, sure, some polyamorous people would be okay with it, but right. most women... They, their heart would be suffering. Mm -hmm. um, but in the public eye, again, you cannot show bullies that they're hurting you. You can't react to them. You just have to be like, you know, I, I don't care, whatever. Stephanie. Okay. So it's 20, it's 2028. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I, I run for president. I've won the presidency. You and I are, are moving into the White House and it has been revealed that I did have an affair in, in, in 2024. So like, so, so a year from now, I had a, a physical affair with a woman um, and she has uh, like some kind of evidence and it's coming out. She's writing a book uh, and we're moving into the White House. We've got all this pressure on us. Uh, you, you sit down with an interview and you are asked about the affair that occurred in 2024 so next year, it's 2028, you are the first lady of the United States. Right. How do you react? How do you respond? I mean, I definitely would have to think about my response to make it, you know, as, as polished as possible. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I wouldn't want to exactly admit that you did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I think my brain would be telling me like, I'm not going to admit anything. Just like when a policeman pulls you over <laughs> and he's like, you know, did you know you were speeding? I wouldn't admit it. I would just kind of like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, that really doesn't concern me. I'm not sure. You know, I would probably just like play dumb and just act as if like that's some frivolous detail that really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> and then I would probably try to change the subject and be like, can you ask me about something else that's more important? So you would, you would deflect, you would not admit, yeah. you would not admit that I cheated. Right. Right. Even if it were confirmed publicly, even if I told you that it was true privately mm -hmm. and, and I told you that they, they're going to sit you down, the media wants to talk to you. Congratulations. Right. You're the first lady, but here's the first crisis that you have to deal with. That's that I had an affair. Right. 
sure that you and I would make a lot of money by disclosing the cheating story. Probably it's like a book, right? But it's like we would we would probably have to sit down together and just be like, look, what are the real benefits of coming out about the story? Mm-hmm. Is it best just to kind of keep it under wraps and not talk about it, and it'll go away eventually? Mm-hmm. You know, if you. If you pretend something doesn't exist, people will forget about it eventually. It's true. It's true. You don't want to feed the fire. So, yeah, I would probably, I don't know if I would say like no comment because that just gives a hint of like it's still upsetting to you when you're like, oh, no comment. Because it's almost like you're hiding something. But yeah, I would just be like, okay, well, you know, I, I really I'm, I'm don't want to talk about right that right now. That's not relevant to me. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I mean, there obviously would be like people coaching you. You'd have like a professional right. who would be like there to yeah. like talk to you about how to talk to the media. I think it's the best response. Well, it's like somebody... I think Melania's response was the best response. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, she, the way that she did it, she just left it off. She'd just be like, she was just um, saying, uh, you know, this is not really my concern right now, you know, or, right. you know, this is a private uh, uh, right. issue between myself and my husband. And yeah. we would love to have privacy at this time, you know, it, but I mean, yeah. again, it must have hurt. I'm sure even Hillary Clinton oh, with her cold yes. black heart was. Oh, not a, my God. Yeah. I always thought, though, that it was possible that with between Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, that it was probably consensual where like. Oh, she let him do it. Kind of like the Bill Gates and his wife thing where he let his wife cheat. Did Bill Gates let his wife yeah. cheat? Remember, she was having relations with another guy, and she claimed Bill Gates knew about it and let oh, her do it. God. Like they had this agreement that once a year this. she was able to have a relation oh, with somebody. God, really? I forgot about that. I'm pretty Ugh. sure. Yeah. But, but I think the re- if that's if that's true, yeah. it's probably because he was always on the long the Lolita Express with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, right. and she probably like found out that he was having affairs with oh. all these. Allegedly, 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 underage chicks and, uh, with Jeffrey Epstein, and that she probably was like, "Well, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to have like once a year a little bit of fun." Yeah, agreements have to be had when you're in a, a high power relationship. Okay, anyway, yeah. So I, that's what I think Bill and Clint, Bill and yeah. Henry probably had. Anyways, I don't know. Absolutely. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's like you got to have some dignity. Well, it's it's just... true. It's true. Well, she has. The thing is, is that Melania has dignity. Right. Uh, Melania has dignity. Will Run yeah. Riot says, if I cheated, my wife would kick me to the curb in a heartbeat. Well, in another show, I actually said, you've asked me that question before. If you cheated, would I divorce you? And my gut reaction is no. Because there's a lot more that we can do before divorce is even talked about. You know, I would I would first try to go to counseling with you, talk through this, try to fix whatever issues are happening in our marriage that led you to cheating, you know, try to compromise, make agreements, you know, whatever would work for both of us in our best interest. And then if all else failed and you were just like a compulsive cheater and like you didn't even care about me anymore, then, you know, sure, you know, we might agree to like live in separate houses or something but it's so like... the problem with that is that that it creates like a negative incentive like most women are not mm-hmm. going to be like that right, right. they're going to be they're going to be like i'm going to divorce your ass right so they, right. Then, then it creates like when you say that it creates an incentive i don't say it creates an incentive mm-hmm. but it's like you know the lesson there is don't cheat multiple times with individual women. Cheat once with multiple women. <laughs> 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 kidding, 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 for God's right. sakes. If you're enjoying yeah. the Wake Up America show and you're having a good laugh and you are uh, and you feel like you really connect with this, don't forget to click that like button. It's totally free. And subscribe to the channel. Go ahead, Steph. Go ahead. As probably things always says, you know, it's like when men cheat, it's usually purely for physical stuff, not for emotional. When a woman cheats, it's because she's really 
unhappy in that relationship and right. she really She's wants to, to get out of it. Exactly. So you have to look at male cheating and women cheating very differently. Mm-hmm. Red, white and renegade messaged in. He says cheating is an eye opener for a woman, but her husband, if her, but her husband may be falsely targeted consistently. So yeah, don't feed into the hyenas. That's what she, that's what uh, red, oh, white like, renegade Meaning says. like women are coming after him a and trying of, to provoke him. Well, or maybe like, you know, when it comes to Trump for sure. Right. Oh, there's sure. there's going to be a lot of false allegations. Yes. For example. Yes. 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 Which women even try to do to you. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. Camelia says she thinks that marriage counseling counseling is largely ineffective. Hmm, What do you think, Stephanie? You would know a little more. Actually, so I'm not a marriage counselor myself, but I did actually do couples counseling with a couple one time. I agreed to do it for them just because it was a special case. And um, I really think it's helpful to have a mediator because a lot of times two partners just don't know how to communicate with each other. They're like afraid to express themselves. And so just having that safe environment, that safe mediator, that's not on anybody's side that can just kind of help you bring your emotions to the forefront and compromise, teach you how to compromise, teach you how to effectively communicate so that you don't escalate the situation. I mean, I think a lot of a relationship breakdown is in communication issues. And so I think therapy Aren't can be a lot very of those therapy though. Like the, it's like two women and they're conspiring against the man. Cause it's always the marriage counselor is, is a female and they always are like, it's always just about attacking the man in the relationship and blaming him for everything. Absolutely. And that's why I think counseling therapy, it gets a bad rap because the therapists are not very good. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they're life coaches who have, you know, barely any education on this issue. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, I'm going to help people. And they like know nothing. So you really have to like vet your therapist. If you're I a man, think, just don't don't just immediately just jump on to whichever therapist your yes. wife recommends. Yes. And I think you have to test your therapist. Finding a good therapist is like finding a shoe that fits. Not every shoe is going to fit and you have to go through a bunch in order to find the right one. And I say, test your therapist. Like I I remember I did go to like family therapy back in the day when my parents first got divorced. And I do remember the therapist was taking sides, not on my side even. And it made me feel like I never wanted to go back and I never did. And so you have to watch that. If you feel like that therapist is being partial to one certain person in that room, run. Do not go to that therapist ever again. Because a real good therapist is going to appreciate all sides and they're going to be a cheerleader for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is good stuff. I love this. Stuff. This conversation's fun. I wonder what our listeners are thinking. Yeah. But you can tell us what you think by sending us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open at 573-319-1586. We're talking this morning about the perfect wife, how to find the perfect wife. We're analyzing the relationship of Donald Trump and Melania Trump, how Melania specifically handled many of the controversies between the Trumps and how she dealt with hostile interviews, questions about uh, how they uh, asked, you know, how their marriage came to be. But now we have a clip from one of Donald Trump's previous marriages. Oh, and we're going to compare and contrast the how Melania Trump has responded to the controversies, how she was not a money grubber and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and compare it uh, to Marla Maples. What a name. Marla Maples Trump. That sounds like a name she made up. Yes. Well, she was an actress. Oh. Okay. So so Marla likes models and actresses. Don't we all? 
blame it. <laughs> Models, actresses, and dancers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, dated a few dancers in my life. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the interview that we're going to watch right now shows Marla Maples and shows how different she is from Melania. Let's mm -hmm. take a look and a listen. Okay, so Trump's second marriage lasted about two years. This is Trump's longest oh. marriage. At, I want to say they've been married about 20, <laughs> uh, five years they dated before they got married. I wanted to look at his ex-wife and see if I could figure out why their marriage did not work. Marla and the Donald married at last, but not without some drama. I think it was a little bit surprising. We really anticipated getting married and having a baby, not having a baby and getting married. So why didn't you marry her right away when you found out she was pregnant? Why did you indecision? Indecision. Really indecision. I was like, you're destroying my reputation again here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's already happened once in just loving you. Look what happened just because I loved you. And now, you know, not to be married before you have the baby. Oh, my God. But in terms of the personal life, uh, it's to me, it's a more difficult decision. You know, it's, it's in many respects a much bigger decision. Well, it's an irrevocable deal. Well, it, it really is. In theory, it's an irrevocable deal. And so Tiffany Ariana became a Trump two months before her mother signed on the dotted line. Not the marriage license, the prenuptial agreement. Wow. <laughs> Everyone around Donald was like, you've got to get a prenuptial now. Donald knew how I felt about it, mm -hmm. which was that, please don't talk to me about it. I've stuck by you through everything. Don't even offend me by, you know, you know, you know I love you. I hate the concept of a prenuptial agreement. Because it basically says, if and when you get divorced, this is what you're going to get. Right. And there's something very bad about that. But I think it's a modern-day necessity. I didn't like the way this the system works. Right. I mean, I really felt that it was very offensive to both of us. Mm -hmm. And he'd say, you know, you're right, but what am I supposed to do? Well, Marla hates it, doesn't want to sign it. Ultimately, she has to sign it, just from my standpoint she has to sign it so i said whatever you need for your bankers for for your associates i'll sign that let's just not call it a prenuptial and let's not put a dollar amount on what happens once we're divorced that's the way you start thinking in the end they made a deal reports had her asking for 25 million but he negotiated her down to a mere million dollars it looks a little um cheap yeah it looks cheap yeah, it, you mean the amount of money? Well, the amount of money. That's that so you... bad. Somebody gets married and it doesn't work out. You get a million bucks. I mean, you know. Like winning. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get married if you have to get divorced, but um, but you get a million dollars. All right, we're almost done with this clip. And and you should not be able to say write a little check. See you later. It's it's a lousy thing. I hate the concept, but it's totally necessary. And I think a million dollars is a lot of money. So I wanted to point out yeah. a couple. Yeah, it is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Stephanie, your reaction. I love prenuptial agreements. I would have absolutely gotten one with Austin if he wanted me to. I mean, I think one of the best pieces of advice when I went into a marriage, into this marriage, before I wrote my vows was that you cannot expect your marriage to go perfect. And if you do, then you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. You basically have to expect that challenges are going to happen and it's not going to be butterflies and rainbows. Mm. And so I went into it knowing that. And so it's like, 
you know, you expect the worst, but you hope for the best. And it's, it's acceptance and commitment therapy. That's what I do a lot in my own practice is, is you accept the challenges that will come, but you commit to doing the best that you can despite those. But could, could you see the difference between Melania mm-hmm. and that Marla Maples in how yeah. they handled their, themselves with money? You can tell that Marla Maples, she's not emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, she like puts a motion into everything. She's like, well, you shouldn't call it a prenup. We Mm -hmm. need to have like a special code word to call it. So it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. You know, she's She's just like taking everything personally. Don't offend me with this, right? Exactly. But I mean, honestly, in the end, it showed that Donald Trump was right. They lasted two years. Yeah, they lasted two years. With or, or like, without just, like, the prenup. I wonder if they would have lasted longer without the prenup. Probably for sure. not. And, and I mean, honestly, <laughs> um, you know, a million dollars. He was like, I think that's sure. a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It, so... I'm, you know, a child of divorce, so I have seen how alimony money works. Mm-hmm. I really don't like alimony. Whenever I get into oh, a relationship boy. with a man, like I never expect him, you know, to support me for life. Like that's not his job. If I end the relationship with him, that is not his job to support me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would never want to like treat a man like that and just be like, all you are good for is your money. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of alimony, I know a lot of people believe in it because they say you have to be able to maintain the lifestyle that your husband got you used to, such as living in the house. So it's like, after my parents got a divorce, my mom still had the home that my parents lived originally, mm-hmm. which was too expensive for my mom to afford on her own. So that's where alimony helped her to maintain that lifestyle. Cause a lot of times it's like, if, if you get out of that relationship, you still have this house and all these items that you're paying for. And you're like, uh, how do I pay for it? What do I do? But it's like me, if somebody left me, I'd just be like, I'm going to try to sell this house as fast as I can. Sell my, you know, Maserati, sell all my jewelry, sell everything just so that I can make it work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women are not willing to do that. They're not willing to go lower than the status that they're used to. Well, and someone like Donald Trump does have to worry about gold diggers, right? Mm-hmm. He does have to worry mm-hmm. about someone who's after him. And I'm not a rich guy and I never have been. Mm-hmm. So it's, an, I, I don't, you know, I did, it's not like I had to worry about about you being a gold digger with me. Although, you know, there at some point in time, if I do come into money and the prospects are good that, right. that I could, then, you know, at such point in time, then you might have to worry about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that, is that if you're somebody like Donald Trump and you're really at that level, you do have to worry about a woman trying to take everything that you have. And even if you're mm-hmm. not rich, like Donald Trump, there is always a danger. It, it's, it's probably even more dangerous for men who don't have resources to protect themselves because they can't afford to hire lawyers to protect themselves right. at, the, at the end of the day right. in family court. Yeah, it's like, even if you're not rich, you're still in the public spotlight. So mm-hmm. there's still a lot at risk and a Pressure. lot of stuff I could destroy mm-hmm. in your life. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's true. I wonder what our mm-hmm. listeners think, though. Send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's and five. Yes. You're going. I mean, too, like after a divorce, there's not only alimony, but then there's child support. So, you know, a lot of women would be like, well, what about my kids? They still have to live that lifestyle. Oh, they will. Trust me. Donald Trump was probably paying millions of dollars in child support to his children. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even people who are not wealthy, when I hear about how much in child support they have to pay, it is a large amount of money, even for just like normal, you know, like middle class people. Mm-hmm. So trust me, your kids will be fine. 
You know, I, it, it's amazing. I mean, we don't have kids yet, mm-hmm. and I, you know, but I do think about that in the future and what our life will be like. I, and it, I, I don't worry about you because, and I know most men would say this, like, you know, you're different from any other woman I've ever known, but you truly are. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing, the reason why I, I'm capable of saying that is because I, I didn't get married young. I, I mm-hmm. knew, and I had experience with women and I knew what a good woman was. And that's why I recommend, and you were saying this earlier, like if you are a high value man, like you need to date around. Like it's, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that song I like to joke about sometimes, but my mom used to sing it to me when I was a kid. Huh. My mama told me you better shop around. No. You know what I'm talking about? I know the yeah, song. Yeah, try yeah. to get yourself a bargain, son. Don't be sold on the very first one. Yeah. Pretty girls come a dime a dozen. You gotta find out who's gonna get your true loving. Right, before you ask yeah. some girl for a hand now, make sure that she's uh, stay single for as long as you can now. Huh. Right, keep your freedom for as long as you can now. My mama told me you better shop around. Yeah. So. So, so, which I think is true, mm-hmm. not true for women. Oh, women should not shop around. Uh, I mean, shop around in the sense that they probably shouldn't have lots and lots of boyfriends and spend a lot of time out there dating and, mm-hmm. you know, experimenting and all that kind of stuff. So it's a, there's a double standard mm-hmm. between men and women on that. And I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I accept and yeah. responsibility for the, what sounds like hypocrisy on this. Yeah. I don't believe it's hypocritical, but I believe there's a double standard that, uh, that we should, that women should value their chastity and it's not as important for men. Too bad. Hypocrisy. Call me a hypocrite if you want. double standard. Too bad. Yeah. In terms of Melania, I don't know. I bet she shopped around. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't see her being this beautiful model exposing her boobies. I doubt that she was, you know, I doubt (laughs) that she was chaste. I'll say that. I'll, I doubt that she was chaste, but I will say that I think that she was, you know, she was still young and beautiful when she married Trump. So I, I don't know how old she was when she got married to Donald Trump. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to look that up actually right now. So I'll, I'll pull that up on chat GPT. How old was Melania yeah, I mean, when she married Trump? a woman Trump? doesn't date around, the only concern I have is how does a woman know what she to was look 34. for or who she likes? Oh, okay. She, she was, was a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. But, but she had like, been dating, but she had been dating him for five years. Yeah. So she started dating Trump when she was 29. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you think it's okay for women to like go on dates, but not have sexual relations with people? Like, would you still marry a woman who did that at least just to kind of like learn how to have a relationship and practice those skills? Depends. How old is she? Well, like me, for example, you know, it's like I... You were how old when we first started dating? uh, I think I was like 31 or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like, obviously, my situation's different. But like, let's say that I just had a bunch of relationships, but like they were not, you know, sexual in nature. And I just would go on dates learn how men work. Yes, yes, I would. But that would never happen. Mm -hmm. That's just not the situation with modern men today. Okay. Right? It's not. They are, they are, if they're going on lots of dates with men, they have probably been with them yeah. intimately. And so it's that that's the reality. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, I don't know what Melania and, and Trump's situation was. I mean, obviously Trump was, you know, had been out there and yeah. been around a lot, but, but, and, and, you know, I, I don't know what Melania is. Maybe she is just like you, right? She only yeah. ever had one boyfriend. Who knows? I, I don't know this, yeah. right? but, but I'm, I will say that I don't believe that it's a good idea for a man to get married young. 
I don't oh, no. think no, I no, don't no, think no, that no, Mench no. because you do not know no. what vicious harpies and harridans uh, they can be, they can be until you've had a little bit of experience. Yeah. I was fine with not getting married at all because I knew how dangerous women were, and I was and I always said to myself I was only going to get married if it was a woman that I knew I could trust and that would have my back. Yeah, that I knew that I was not going to live in da- constant danger or harassment from. Mm-hmm. And once I found you, I knew that that you would never be that, and that's why I decided decided to spend the rest of my life with you because I know that I'm safe with you. I'm comfortable. Uh, there's no danger. I'm not being harassed. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't feel, I don't feel as if I'm constantly under pressure. You don't make my life a living hell, mm-hmm. but you also don't add any unnecessary pressure. Right. Right. Other than like every once in a while, you remind me of things that need to be done, which have to be done anyway, right. but you you never nag me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the thing I only w- do one reminder a day. Yes, exactly. Here's that's to, that's here's the rule. A hint. Yeah. For all you women out there who mm-hmm. are saying, my husband doesn't listen to me. How do I get him to listen to me? Ask him, you know, what time of day would be best for me to remind you about this thing? You know, how often would you like me to remind you about this thing? Mm -hmm. Just ask him what his preferences are and it's going to work because you say, remind me once a day and I do. And he Mm. does it. Yes. Yes. That is the thing. And there are some times when like it takes more than like one day for me to do something. And I just keep doing it daily once a day as per our agreement. That that was my agreement. And then eventually you do it. My agreement was that if if there's something that needs to be done and you need to remind me about it, Mm -hmm. then you're allowed to remind me once a day. Mm -hmm. Just once a day, not multiple times a day, once a day. That's so it. women, stop hounding your man more than once a Nothing day. Nothing worse than being an agger. That's why they're not doing what you're asking because you're bugging them. Yes. Stop being an agger. All yes. right. So um, would you like to, have, have we exhausted this topic? We could probably go on for more hours, but <laughs> we, I know me too. We too. It's just that we do have a couple of oh, other yeah, topics. Thanks. Yeah. This George Santos character. I really like George Santos. You do? Yeah. He's funny. He makes me laugh, right? He's, he's just a weird character uh-huh. that like I don't trust. I mean, I don't trust him, but I just find him entertaining. Real quick, one listener texted in, and since it's their very first time texting us, uh, I want to make sure I read their text before we move on. Men can get way too easily addicted to sex. True. (laughs) Wait until you find the right one you want to marry. You'll end up sticking to the toxic one who gives up too easily. Good point. Wait until you find the one you want to marry. Because, yes, because men will be like, oh, the sex is mind-blowing. I want to have it for the rest of my life. I want to stick around as a girl. Yes, there are more important things than sex, men. There absolutely are. We appreciate that. Um, And thank you for texting by the way. That text line, by the way, is is open night or day at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Go ahead, Stephanie. Oh, George Santos. a screenshot of all of the things that Santos lied about. Mm -hmm. Santos falsely claimed to have been a volleyball star at Mm -hmm. Baruch College, to have worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, and that he was Jewish. Stories he later (laughs) amended or recanted. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I'm embarrassed and sorry for having embellished my resume. That's a little more than embellishing. (laughs) Okay, that's the wrong word to use. Mm -hmm. And then he was indicted on 13 criminal charges, including wire fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. This is not a guy I'd want to date. And I mean, I'm not gay. Well, he's gay. So, you know, you're not, yeah, you're not a gay man. 
He's hilarious. I've seen him. I've, I've seen him in interviews and he like he throws it back. He's sassy. He's funny. And, and here's the thing. The Republicans don't have they have a slim majority in the House. Yeah. So they don't need to be trying to expel one a Republican because we don't have many Republicans to spare. Mm-hmm. And all of the things that he's being accused of, it, it harms nobody. So here's the thing. Well, he, money laundering all this. M- well, here's fraud. Money. Here's the thing. Money laundering depends on depends on the money laundering. Yeah. Right. So are you talking about drugs? Oh, I right? don't know. So I have thing. to look at the specifics. So if you're money laundering drug money, then I mean that's the government's fault. That's not your fault. Right. No, that's right. the government's more on drugs. So depending on the the type of money laundering here, mm-hmm. you know, if if the money laundering is because you're trying to avoid taxes. That's right. okay too. There you go. So like, we don't. We, so it depends. <laughs> yeah, I think one of them was tax evasion, wasn't it? There you go. So. Um, uh, uh, oh no, theft of public funds. Okay, no, right. so, Not here, tax but, evasion. so here's the thing. So theft of public funds—that's a problem. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. So um, they're all liars and cheats and and thieves and and his. It's just that his are hilarious. Oh, they his are. are funny. But you're a volleyball star at Baruch he, he, College, he, and you're yeah, Jewish. A volleyball like, star is Jewish, and he was turns out he was a drag queen in Brazil, oh, uh, and wow. all this stuff that's just. And absolutely, that was a true thing about him. There's photos of him being a drag queen. So they're trying to kick him out of the house, and I think, and I agree with the idea that he sh- he should have due process. The other members of the House of Representatives they shouldn't be doing this because he because it should be the voters that are doing it. But mm-hmm. he's trying to take down everybody with him. He's going after that guy Jamal Bowman who. Pulled Pulled a fire alarm during a vote, a critical mm. vote, to interfere with uh, the the process of Congress's processes. Oopsie. So here's George Santos. He's he, he could be getting kicked out like later this morning. I hope not, but we'll see. Here's what he's doing though. He's going down fighting, and frankly, you love to see it. Let's Take a talk listen. about uh, let's talk about consistency. We have a member of Congress that earlier this year took a plea deal to obstructing a congressional hearing. That's not the plea deal he took, right? I'm kidding. He took a plea deal for pulling a fire alarm, a fire alarm which obstructed and delayed an official hearing and proceeding on the House floor. Now, had that been any other person, had it been one of the members of the media, had it been a Republican member of Congress, we all know that that person would have been filed, would have been charged with obstructing a congressional hearing, just like the somewhat 140 people sitting in prison right now because of January 6th. But Jamal Bowman gets a pass. That's why today at noon, I'm going to be introducing a privileged motion for expulsion of convicted and uh, guilty pleaded uh, Congressman Jamal Bowman. And I stand there. I think that that's consistency. Let's hold our own accountable, but let's make sure that we do it with the president of the House. Now, if the House wants to start different precedent and expel me, that is going to be the undoing of a lot of members of this body because this will haunt them in the future where mere allegations are sufficient to have members removed from office when duly elected by their people in their respective states and districts. So apparently six six House of Representatives members have been expelled in history. So this is a very rare occurrence. Yes, yes. And I I know that in history, a couple of them were expelled because they were like vouching for the Confederates. This was like a long, long Mm -hmm. time ago during Civil War times. Yes. Uh, William Stanberry uh, was a representative from Ohio. 
Uh, he was expelled from the House of Representatives. God, I, I love ChatGPT. Um, uh, was expelled from the House of Reps in 1808 for engaging in a physical alteration altercation with another member, John Smith. This incident led to his expulsion. John Bullock Clark was kicked out in 1861. He was a representative from Missouri. He was expelled for his support of the Confederate States mm-hmm. during the Civil War. Michael J. Ozzie Myers in 1980 was a U.S. rep from Pennsylvania. He was uh, expelled in 1980 after being convicted of accepting a bribe in the Abscam sting operation, which was conducted by the FBI to uncover political corruption. Mm. James Trafficant, I remember this one, he was a U.S. rep from Ohio, expelled in 2002 after being convicted on federal corruption charges, including bribery, racketeering, and tax evasion. And then number five, Jim McDermott was not technically expelled, but he faced a disciplinary action in 2008 for ethics violations related to the unauthorized use of an illegally recorded telephone call. Mm. He agreed to pay legal Legal fees and issued an apology, but did not face formal expulsion. Mm. Uh, expulsion. So, what the rules are about expulsion? I mean, mm-hmm. do you like sign some paper saying I will not do this, this, this? No, no. I'll be expelled. It's like, how do you know what's grounds? They have their rules. Expulsion. They have an ethics committee and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they they have their the House of Representatives is governed by their own rules that mm-hmm. they all vote on, mm-hmm. uh, and so they have to obey their own rules. So if you break the rules, then they could potentially go out and 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 expel you. But mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I do think that, you know, absent like real severe corruption or something like that, that really it should be the will of the voters to a large extent. Um, I mean, not so, like a, we should put it on a ballot and well, be like, yes, we no, want that person gone. No, but voters, oh. there is, I believe, a recall process that's uh-huh. a democratic one. I'm not entirely sure. But here's the thing. House of Representatives votes every two years. Oh, yeah. So it's like. You know, shouldn't his own voters like vote him out? Yeah, you know? I mean, just give it some time and, yes. and he'll be gone soon enough yes. if people don't like him. Yeah, but if they're a Democrat, then yes, absolutely expel them. Jamal mm. Bowman should be expelled. I mean, pulling a fire alarm. I know that that's a crime, though. Yes. Can't you go to jail for pulling a fire alarm in a public place? I love it because liberals are always like, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. But apparently you can pull a fire alarm and actually get people in, you know, in real danger. because oh, they can? Well, because they could stampede, right? Right. That, that was the whole argument against free speech from the from the Supreme Court was uh-huh. that, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And liberals will still use that today to try and crack down on free speech. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a perfect this is an actual example where he's not just yelling fire in a crowded theater. He's pulling a fire alarm in the in the Capitol and, and which could lead to actual dangerous stampede. People could like crush each other. There could be, you know, there could be a lot of problems from that. Mm. And so, yes, Jamal Bowen should be expelled, but not George Santos because he's he's funny and a Republican. <laughs> they both should be out. They both don't sound like very good people. Oh, Stephanie, come on. Just be a a partisan hack for once. You got to protect your own. All right. Uh, what's liars? Oh, you don't like liars? No. Okay. How about people who are just morons? Which is worse, a liar or a moron? A complete idiot on your mind. A liar. Okay. So this next person here is an absolute, absolute moron. This is a lady on the street. She's, uh, she's supporting Palestine. Let's hear what she has to say. You don't look Palestinian. From the nation to the sea. From the nation to the sea. No, from the uh, mountains to the sea. From the mountains to the sea. No, Jesus. <laughs> That's how we want. From the mountains to the sea? Yeah. Which mountains? You don't know, eh? You fucking idiot. 
funny. You don't. You don't look- <laughs> to her credit, to her credit, there actually are. I was looking it up. I was like, are there mountains in in this area? Oh God, there Stephanie, stop being so. Don't be so pedantic. No, it's from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. I know. Which river? Well, you had to educate me on it. I thought it was the Nile River. No. So it's the Jordan River. It's the Jordan River. The, the, the Nile Here's is in Egypt, thing. Stephanie. I bet if you took a poll, like on the Jay Leno show, and, and you asked Americans, you know, what is the uh, phrase that we say to support Palestine? Most people probably don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And number two, they don't know what it means. It's just like that. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your kids. Most people don't even know what that means. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, uh, one of our listeners texted in, by the way, and really liked what we had to say mm-hmm. about um, our uh, nagging question mm-hmm. or nagging topic. Sure. They said the discussion of the hosts regarding just ask me once a day yeah. is the sign of a mature negotiation between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Both partners get what they want. She gets things done mm-hmm. and he does what he knows is his responsibility, but doesn't get nagged. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. We're marvelous. Thank you. That's our friend uh, Chai Rich 45, which I haven't seen before. First time here. Welcome to the show. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Love to have you come back. It's like you have to learn that not everybody's brain works just like yours. Mm -hmm. So it's like their timeline might be very different than yours. So when you think something is immediate and an emergency, they might not think that. So you have to negotiate. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, and we appreciate Chai Rich for the comment as well. So don't forget to click subscribe before you leave the show today, because we'd love to have you come back and join us, which is every Monday through Friday. The show streams live from 7 to 9 a.m. Central mm-hmm. Time. We'd be glad to have you come back and join us uh, on the show again. So, yes. All right. Um, let's see. We have another video that we wanted to play. Oh, the tater tot lady. Oh, is it tater tot lady time? Okay. I yeah. So, I think maybe. it's tater. So this video was just yeah. driving people absolutely bonkers yesterday i know it's so funny people are getting upset i sort of understand like a little bit of like the sort of like annoyance about it (laughs) but the the tweet that camellia sent me was somebody who like had white hot rage yeah i didn't read that tweet so i'll read it synopsis it's like a page long it's like like it's like an 800 word synopsis like article Mm -hmm. i'll give you the synopsis of it but this lady yesterday was getting a lot of attention and a lot of love but also a lot of hate yeah as she explained her recipe for like tater tot pie or whatever it is that she's <laughs> it's like a tater tot taco tater or something. Tot pie kind of thing, whatever. Watch as what I don't understand is just why she's so angry. But anyways, here it is. Tonight we are having taco tater tot casserole. This is it. In a massive skillet, you are going to place a pound of ground beef. Mine is in a bag. Brown up your beef. Top it up aggressively. My ground beef is quite lean, so I am not draining it. I don't know. I must have bought very lean meat this time. But I will add a metric ton of garlic. Two metric tons. And to those of you who look at this and say, that's so much garlic, yes and no. Minced garlic in the jar is much, much milder. Add in some onion powder. And don't be like me. Don't ever season over a hot pan. It will cause you to get some condensation inside of your jar. I never knew that. That's really helpful. Yeah, that is useful. Spices a clumping effect. Be better than me. Into our ground beef, you're going to add the equivalent of one packet of taco seasoning. I eyeball this. Looks good. A cup 
of salsa. Half of a small jar. I'm going to add a half a cup of water. That's for your taco seasoning. Add in one can of black beans. Drained and rinsed. I have decided it needs the rest of the jar of salsa. I'm going to add in a bag of corn. It's frozen. It's fine. To this, I'm okay, like, why are you so angry with this lady? A good handful of cheese, probably a cup. That Put the whole bag in. I am now going to top this mixture with a bag of tater tots. Frozen. It's important that they're arranged into a design. Don't just dump them on. That is chaotic and crazy. It takes an entire bag of tater tots to do this. Two pounds. <laughs> I'm not 350 yes. degree oven until the top is a little bit crispy and a little bit brown. Then we are going to add cheese to the top. It's been about 20 minutes. To top my casserole with some cheese. Why? Because I live in the Midwest. Looks great. Let's pop it back in the oven until the cheese is golden brown and bubbly. Here it is. This is dinner. This is one of the only ways that my husband will eat tater tots, which I realize is a weird problem to have, but yeah, that is. let's try it because I know what you're thinking. Is it even good? Let's try it. I'm hungry. Of course it's good. I made it. This is delicious. Make this. Follow along for more gross tutorials. <laughs> love her. Okay, you love her. Well, yes. the internet did not necessarily universally love her. Tater tot. She had humor, especially Kristen Wiig kind of humor. Is and that she's, Kristen she's Wiig style humor? Kristen Wiig vibes. Yes. I'm not getting those vibes. <laughs> uh, and apparently, um, I'm not the only one. Uh, mm -hmm. Because yesterday, uh, Camelia, when she sent me this, the first time I saw it, there was a guy who wrote a page long rant. Okay. And he it basically attacked everybody in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Here's how he. I'm. I'm just going to read his Ooh, rant to you. Here we go. It is okay, but we've we've got four minutes, and this is what it's going to take. He says every single day, I promise myself I'll stop being a rant guy and try to make at least one post that isn't pointing at whatever grotesque filth of the day someone dragged out of the sewers and filmed for the world's amusement. Every single day, I grit my teeth with a trembling, clenched fist, hoping for the strength to find a way to move words for the purpose of beauty and inspiration instead of sheer, absolute hate. God looks down and laughs, prodding me into the sandpit again and again as my dream soars off into the void, condensing infinitely into an excrutable dot as I stray further from all good intentions. I'm sorry. I wish I could be a better man, but I'm not. It's not in my nature. What? You people built a prison cell out of cheering and laughter. Every day I do 1,000 pull-ups facing a blank white wall, waiting for my 30 minutes of rec time in an empty concrete quad. This, the world that, oh, we, that we live prison? in. This, he says, he's saying the world is a prison. So he can ventilate someone to death with a hardened cone of condensed paper towels. Today it's going to be the fat Midwestern sow making her tater slop. It's not even the heaviness of her pork rind jowls enslaving her facial expression to near constant despondence at the hands of gravity that makes me disgusted with her. The obesity is the obvious play here. It's the yelling that gets me. That loudmouth cow belching permanent 90 plus decibel bellowing she does 24-7 is her worst sin. She sa He says, I hate when disgusting trashy pores get loud. There's something un wholly unnecessary about it. 
Out of every possible impulsive habit they can indulge in, loudness is truly the most pointless one. Alcohol, drugs, junk food, laziness, all of that has some kind of pleasure associated with it. Almost all of their vices can at least be logically justified by some incentive, but not loudness. <sighs> loudness has absolutely no reason to exist. It is a complete uh, product of pure nurture-induced misery. This woman screams every day in front of her kids because her mother screamed every day growing up around her. These people would have panic attacks and start suffocating to death if you forced them to sit in silence for five minutes. Probably true. Their existence is invigorated by cacophony. Invariably, it's always the dullest brain-dead morons who are the loudest as well. They project their voices with the slightest hint of a tone to suggest that the fact they're screaming is in and of itself an act of implicit comedy. These people learned how to socialize from Jerry Springer reruns on a television cranked to maximum volume, drowning out the sound of a withdrawal-induced scream fest between their parents. Trad wives aren't real, uh. and neither is being trad in the sense that people think it is. It isn't tradition of any kind. It's a simulacra of one developed by some strange blend between 1950s idyllic aesthetics, an already bullshit product of marketing, and 19th century agrarian tropes. I'm really wondering if the post I'm quote tweeting is an intelligent satire, an acknowledgement of that dynamic, or a sincere love for this howling beast. Regardless, there is nothing redeemable about her. Cooking food for your family isn't some display of exceptional value. It's the absolute, <laughs> it's the absolute bare minimum expectation placed on any married woman. If anything, should she should be punished for feeding that garbage to her kids. I apologize to whatever oasis of culture may sporadically inhabit the Midwest, but to be frank, I think this entire region of America deserved to be glassed into a smoldering radioactive shithole, an opinion I developed within five minutes of the first time I crossed the border into the state of Missouri. I have so much to say about this. Can I say anything about this? You've got three minutes. Number one, she's on TikTok. I think this is just an act. This is just a show. Um, I watched some of her other videos. Her name is Applesauce and ADHD. When you have ADHD, 70% of people with ADHD have more anger and irritability that is common. So if it's really something she can't help, it's because she has ADHD. They struggle with emotion regulation. They got to self-soothe. But I think she's really funny. I think she's really informative. I really like this act that she's putting on. Her other videos are informative too. I watched one about like how the placenta has to come out of you at birth oh, and stuff. It was really informative, but yet funny. And I love her bluntness. So kudos to her. I love her. <laughs> All y'all are just jealous that she's famous on TikTok and you're not. Will Run Riot says, I mean, the feeling is mutual. Yes, it is. Uh, Will, we appreciate you very much for watching the show today. Levin214 is here with us as well. Red White Renegade says, where would Sam Kinison be if he didn't scream? Yes, good point. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, Kermode, we need screamers in this world. Our resident furry in chief, Kermode Bear says, I found her obnoxious and annoying, but I'm not going to ride a rant like that about it. Yes, exactly. Right. exactly. When he went to, when he dissed Missouri, that was too far. How many comedians use yellow as part of their act. I was well, Sam okay. Kennison was a perfect example. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah. funny. Yes. I love blunt humor. What did we learn today, Stephanie? We learned that there are 
many ways to be a good wife. Yes, there are. And applesauce and ADHD, tater tot mom is a good wife. Renee Ellis, who I think is her first time here on the show. What's up, Renee? She says, I love cooking for my family. Home cooked meals here. Proud of it. I learned to make my own bread. Amen. Uh, It's fun. Anyone want a recipe? Please let me know. Yes. I'm going to make more bread. But Renee, unfortunately, if if you dropped a recipe there in the chat now, it would disappear because Rumble doesn't do their chats and the show's pretty much over. So what that means is you have to come back next week and see us on Monday. Can she text it to us? Yeah, yeah, 573-319-1586. But I'd rather just have her come back and join us. How about that? Yes. Sorry. The show's every Monday through Friday, 79 Central Time. Yeah, exactly. We do. We do. We do, Renee. It's nice to meet you. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel. That's Renee. I like that name. That is a beautiful name. Yes, it is. All right. We've got lots of exciting content Monday through Friday here on the show. Two hours stream in the mornings. Great way to start your day. Freedom Family Friday means the lovely Stephanie Peterson comes in and joins us. My smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. And we appreciate you. Thank you, Stephanie. Any last words? I got one minute. Tear top, mom. Yeah. Appreciate you all very much. We'll see you back here on Monday on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Oh, don't forget, visit apforlibertyshop.com. It's Christmas time. Check it out. Holiday needs. See you on Monday.